But underneath the trouble, he was sweet and fun, and he knew how to make me laugh. Plus, he was hot as hell. His kiss tasted like cigarettes and toothpaste. I pulled him as close as I could with my clothes on. We hadn't touched each other in like four days, and that's a crime when you're 18 and he's 19. The kiss lasted a long time. When he locked his lips on mine, the whole freaking neighborhood vanished, poof, in a cloud of bus exhaust. I heated up so fast I dried my sneakers from the inside out. He was happy to see me, too. Seven. When we stopped kissing, the noise in front of the school started up again. Traffic screaming, music ba-booming out of windows, and people giving us shit as they walked by. Get a room. Get me a piece, TJ. I pulled back. Monica jogged past us, holding onto her earrings so they didn't bounce against her shoulders. You better hurry, Ash. Bell's gonna ring. Yo, Teach, sup? TJ nodded once. How's it going? I asked. Down to 142 this morning. Monica smiled. Seven more pounds, eleven days. I'ma make it. You watch. She ran for the door. TJ kissed my neck. I missed you. Missed you, too. Where were you all weekend? Jersey, helping my cousin side a house. You know how to side houses? Now I do. His tongue flicked my earlobe. You tell your parents? Not yet. I worked a double shift Saturday. Sunday I had to babysit. Yesterday was crazy. When you gonna tell them? Soon. It has to be the right time, you know? Mm-hmm. He licked my ear like a Labrador retriever. Let's get out of here. I can't. I got health. Blow it off. I have too many detentions. I gotta be good. Tell Jonesy you had cramps. We'll go to Burger King. Hmm. I was in the mood for hash browns. Maybe a sausage biscuit. You paying? He raised my hand up to his lips and tried to kiss it. I pulled it away. Oh, no, you don't. You just worked construction for four days. What happened to the money? I used it for the security deposit. Come on, babe. I'm hungry. I shouldn't have bitched. The deposit was for an apartment, our apartment, to live in after I graduated, because no way was I staying home with my family. We had big plans, me and TJ. The apartment was just the beginning. We were going to get our own cars. I wanted to travel, too, to L.A. and Cancun or the Bahamas or Miami, some place where the sun was always shining and people looked good in their bathing suits. I needed a better job, for sure. I was thinking I could be an executive, even though I'd have to start out answering phones or something. Or maybe a fashion designer. Or one of those people who decide on which shade of lipstick will be popular. Whatever. We had a lot ahead of us, me and TJ. The least I could do was feed the boy. I pulled some bills out of my pocket. I was going to peel off a couple ones, but he took the whole wad. Then his phone rang. He pocketed the cash, flipped open his phone. Yo! Who is it? I asked. He held up one finger to shush me. 
No, that's not what the dude said, he told the phone. He turned his back to me and whispered something. I followed him. He waved me off with a nasty frown and a shake of his head. I looked down like I didn't care. My sneakers had brown spots from the puddle. A couple kids walking to the front door laughed. I knew in my brain they weren't laughing at me, but my stomach said that they thought I was one of those girls waiting, waiting, waiting on her man while he did his business. I was so not in the mood. I picked up my backpack and walked. Ashley! yelled my boyfriend, who thought his phone was more important than me. Come back! Eight. I didn't turn around until I was through the metal detectors. He was gone. Nine. Carsaras High used to be worse. It was so bad when I was a freshman, Ma was talking serious parochial school. But then we got this new principal and a new lady superintendent, and they changed a bunch of things, and we walked in the first day of 10th grade, and we were like, whoa, are we in the right place? I mean, it was still a high school, still built like a prison, but now at lunch we could choose Pizza Hut or Taco Bell, because we had our own food court, and they put in more vending machines. It used to be a lot worse. Kids were stabbed here, a teacher was raped, and the janitors used to smoke pot under the stage in the auditorium. Then all the changes came, including new security guards. They could be rude. They'd pat down the hot girls when they didn't need to. But people stopped bringing knives. The new custodians, don't call them janitors, walked around in uniforms with logos of the companies that sold us cleaning supplies. They never got high during school hours, and they kept the toilets flushing. It used to be way worse. Ten. The halls were solid people. I had to read a book once for English about a girl, and in the first chapter she freaked out walking through the crowded halls at her school, and I said to myself, damn, that girl is stupid, because I liked the halls when they were crowded. All those words and faces and hair and the way people smelled and all the freaky clothes and the groups of friends and the way people checked each other out, strutting what they had, but at the same time all of us carrying books and looking for a sharp pencil or bumming a pen and trying not to get to class early. It sounded like flipping through cable late at night. And then he got in my face, and I was like, yo! We was down on Columbus. Is it due today? And then he goes, she wants a limo. He does it again, I'm out of there. Persia went to New York to get the dress. Why do I need a tux? That's what I want to know. Ay, chinga tu madre. Told her, baby, you know I love you. It's just that paged him like 50 million times. It's due today? The bell rang. I didn't have time for my locker. I jogged past the cafeteria, turned left by the Herpes Hurts poster, and walked into homeroom slash advanced drug awareness with Miss Jones Atkinson. Eleven. The room was half filled with seniors gossiping about the hookups and breakups of the long weekend. Miss J.A. was reading the Philadelphia Daily News and drinking coffee. Behind her on the board, she had written, Eleven days until prom. Tickets still available. 
Twenty-three days until the final. Yes, it counts. Thirty-two days until graduation. Don't give up now. I should have taken TJ to Burger King. Who was he talking to on the phone? Was he lying about the Jersey cousin? Was it the same cousin who stole cars? Better not be. I had rules, standards, no felonies. Was TJ trying to get me to dump him? Was he dumping me? Not even 7:30 in the morning, and I was already flipping. They shouldn't let boyfriends hang out in front of school. Messed you up. Nat wasn't in class yet, so I grabbed a seat next to our friend Lauren. She was waving her fingers in the air, talking about this slick guy she met at a club downtown, and how his hips moved, and how the money poured out of his Gucci wallet, and what he thought about her sweet self wrapped in a leather skirt. I grabbed her right hand and pulled it down. Her nails looked awful. She could say all she wanted about Mr. Bling, but if she was so nervous she peeled off her polish like that, then she didn't give up anything. Probably lied about her name. For sure, she didn't tell him how old she was. Lauren pushed her purse across the desk without missing a beat, and I dug through it until I found the right red, Vixen. I started the repair job. She was telling us about how she was dancing, and he was moving, and the music got slow, and just as she got to the good stuff, the PA system squeaked and buzzed. Principal Banks cleared his throat over the speaker and said, "Quiet, please." My best friend Nat, Natalia Shulmensky, slid into the seat in front of me. She waved at Miss J. A., who rolled her eyes and reached for her attendance book. Prom committee.